everybody, uh, David West here. Uh, just me today. This is gonna be weird, but I'm gonna try something new. I didn't want to miss a week. I promised you guys I won it. But, uh, yeah, so, it's gonna be weird. Uh, also, if you like it, let me know on Facebook. I, I'm more than happy to never do this again. Timing just didn't work out this week. It was a weird week. Anyways, um... Yeah, I guess I should just get into it. I don't know how long this episode's gonna be. It could be 10 minutes, it could be 15 minutes, an hour. I have no clue. Alright. Anyways, I actually made an outline for myself today to try to keep me on track. So, I'm gonna go for it. First up, if you guys haven't watched it yet, the Jurassic World trailer came out last night. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, I have some complaints, but I'm going to actually hit play on the trailer, and we're going to watch it together. How does that sound? Alright, I got it queued up. Um, watch it beforehand, or if I make it exciting, I guess, watch it afterwards, but I'm probably going to ruin it for you. Um, Alright, I'm going to hit play. I'll watch anything with Chris Pratt. Anything. I, I could sit there and just watch him. Same with Bryce Dallas Howard. She's pretty. Not that it matters. Hopefully she's not in heels the entire time. Oh, cute little baby Blue. From executive producer Steven Spielberg. Nice little trick there, making you think that dinosaur was a statue. Man, that park really went to hell in three years. Yeah, Jack Goldblum. Fuck yeah. More memes. Guarantee you, more memes with Chris Pratt talking and stuff. Is that the Spinosaurus? I forget which, what that one's called. The T-Rex looking thing, but with horns on its head. That yeah, it can't be the Spinosaurus. It doesn't have the giant spine. I'm stupid. But the hero T-Rex saves the day again with a volcano blowing up behind him. Life cannot be contained. Jeff Goldblum's classic speech. Life finds a way. So I'm... I'm I'm really concerned that this trailer actually spoils quite a bit of the movie. Um, yeah, I really do. So the movie comes out June 22nd. So I'm really concerned because it seems like most of it takes place during this action sequence of the island exploding. First off, who the hell would build a amusement park on an active volcano. Like, why is that... 
why is that something that would ever happen? Could you imagine if the park was still running at this time and they had to evacuate everybody off of a active volcano? That's, that's an awful plan. So, first off, that's stupid. I'm a huge Jurassic Park fan, by the way. I love Jurassic Park. I even like 2 and 3. But somebody, John Hammond, was not thinking when he built the park on an active volcano. That's really stupid. But yeah, it, going back to this trailer, it just seems like... Uh, it just seems like it gives a lot away. Like, yeah, let me know that the volcano's are going to erupt. Maybe show some flowing lava here and there. Um, don't show me the explosion. Don't show me the big explosion and them running away from it. I, I don't want that in the trailer. Save that. Give me... It, it, the thing should have started out with the courtroom in which you see Jeff Goldblum. Give me pretty shots of dinosaurs. More Jeff Goldblum. Add some Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard. More Jeff Goldblum. But don't give away the big action pieces. Like, yeah, you could have had hints of it. Like I said, with like lava flowing and some explosions. But you showed me the entire thing. Especially with the T-Rex taking out the pointy horned big dinosaur. I don't know. I have problems with that. I, I can't wait to see it because, hell, a lot of people don't know this, but the first Jurassic Park is actually what inspired me to, to get into filmmaking. So that's that's fun. Anyways, yeah, go watch that trailer. Share your thoughts with us. I, I kind of wish I had somebody to... I wish Kurt was here so I could back, like, go back and all... Ah, I can't talk. Get, uh, get his opinion on it. Um... Also, let's see here. Just so you know, next week we will be doing our review of Star Wars The Last Jedi. But I do highly recommend that you avoid the internet. Um, I've already seen some very spoiler imagery, which I don't recommend and I'm not going to share. So just start, just start avoiding like even TV spots. If you see anything Star Wars related on Facebook, just scroll past it. You don't need it. Yeah. So, moving on. I don't know if anyone on here actually knows. I don't know if we've had a chance to talk about it. But I'm a pretty big Riverdale fan on the CW. Um, the CW just isn't for tween girls anymore. Apparently, it's for me. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, recently they announced that Riverdale would be joined by the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. But, apparently it won't be taking place on the same network. Um, it had been announced that it would be joining the CW, but now Warner Brothers TV recently announced that the new series would be moving to Netflix, where it was given a two-season, 20-episode order. Um, which, awesome. 20 episodes right off the bat... Awesome. I I can't wait. It is weird that Riverdale is doing really well on the CW, that the CW wouldn't be wanting to capitalize on it. But according to The Hollywood Reporter, there are a couple reasons behind the swap. Um, 
uh, Charmed is one of them. Uh, they're rebooting Charmed from the creator of uh, Jane the Virgin. So that could be a, a big reason. Um, it's actually part of the reason I think they didn't pick up Constantine when it was canceled by uh, NBC. Because it's very close to Supernatural. So I can understand them not wanting to have multiple shows that are similar. Um, also, uh, Warner Brothers would have complete ownership of Sabrina while having it on Netflix. Unlike the CW where it would be partnered with CBS. Um, so that'll be coming next year. Awesome. Can't wait. Um, highly recommend watching Riverdale if you haven't. It's uh yeah, it's a teen soap opera with murder mysteries going on, but it's a lot of fun. I I enjoy it. And hopefully Sabrina will add that weirdness to the universe that it needs. Um we'll see if she still ends up debuting on Riverdale before heading over to the Netflix series. Um I could see there being some complications with that. Well, Archie Horror, the comic book side of things in their horror division, have announced uh, Vampire Veronica, or Vampironica is the title of it. It's coming after Afterlife with Archie's, Chilling's Adventures of Sabrina, and most recently, Jughead the Hunger. So, Archie's comics, uh, it's their horror imprint. Um, yeah, so basically, it's gonna be v a Vampire Veronica. I don't know how else to explain that. Um, the covers look great. The creative team is from brother-sister combo uh, Greg and Megan Smallwood and Jack Morelli. Uh, with, yeah, uh, these covers are awesome. Highly recommend checking out this book. All the Archie Horror stuff has been fantastic. I will say this, instead of adding another book, I really wish they would just get back to doing Afterlife with Archie. Um, I get that that book takes a while. But at the same time, I want more because it's been over a year since the last issue of it came out. And at least finish it. At least give it an ending. Right now, it's just kind of up in the air. It doesn't have an ending. Um, basically, this book, uh, yeah, I know we'll be picking it up. Uh, my wife reads every main series Archie book except for Josie and the Pussycats but I think she would read Josie and the Pussycats but she just doesn't I don't know why um but they the brother sister combo described the book as like taking influence from American Werewolf in London and Fright Night um there's uh, quite a bit of horror in those, and also a strong characteriz characterization and humor to them. I think horror works best with a small dose of comedy for levity, so we've used the same formula on Vampironica. That's a quote from Greg Smallwood. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to this quite a bit. I've always been a Veronica fan myself, so I'll check this out. What way to make her hotter? Make her a vampire, right? It's metal. Um, <laughs> anyways, while talking about uh, the CW, last week they had their big crossover, Crisis on Earth X, between all the shows, and two characters now have left Legends of Tomorrow, uh, Victor Garber and Franz uh, 
Drummond, or however you say his name, but uh, the two halves of Firestorm. And apparently their hole will be filled. Um, hopefully by Constantine, like I mentioned uh, a minute ago. He's already been confirmed. He showed up at the end of the mid-season finale, and he starts his multiple-episode arc uh, when the show comes back in the spring. I do wish that he just becomes a full-time cast member. I That would be fantastic. I would be completely okay with that. Um, it was a fitting end to uh, Martin Stein. I'm not going to lie. I cried like a baby at the end of the Crisis on Earth X crossover. And I didn't really get to talk about that, but that was a great way to do television. Great way to do television. It felt like its own miniseries. Did I talk about this? I may have talked about it last week. Um, it felt like a miniseries. It didn't feel like it was con constrained to its own, well, to the shows that it was in. So that was nice. There are some big shakeups happening. So we all know that Justice League underperformed at the box office um, and critically critically shamed pretty much but uh, the one of the first changes happening is behind the scenes um, John Berg is leaving his current role and running the production division of the DCEU and will instead become a producer production partner with Roy Lee who previously developed the Lego movie in it um, there's no uh, front runner for his replacement. Currently, the shift is happening in January. Um, as we all know, Zack Snyder was the main force behind the DCEU, serving as the architect for the whole thing. Um, the filmmaker was tasked uh, with his uh, trilogy after uh, that started with Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and then Justice League. So we'll see, we'll see what becomes. Hopefully, we start getting more things like Wonder Woman. Um, we'll see though. It's uh, it's a rocky, very rocky place for DC right now, especially if reports of the next big change are true. Um, ben Affleck is uh, reportedly to play Batman in the Flash, but not in the solo film, and. As we suggested that Ben was looking for a way out, a easy fitting way out, if it's the Flash, and since they're doing Flashpoint, it makes sense. Um, this These reports are coming from Variety. Uh, this is a quote from Variety. While Ben Affleck is expected to appear as Batman in the standalone Flash movie, it is highly unlikely he will don the cape and cow in Matt Reeves' planned standalone Batman movie. The director said uh, is said to want to cast the role with a fresh, with fresh talent, according to the sources. It's unclear exactly when Affleck's doubts about the DCU began, with the films in which he has appeared often receiving harsh criticism. Um. I actually really have enjoyed Ben Affleck's Batman. It'll be hard to be hard to see him go a little bit. It, and he hasn't really been like shying away from it. It's one of those things. These rumors have been going on for 
over a year now that he's already wanting to leave, and apparently it's it's closer than it ever has been. Um, the the Batman may choose to focus on a much younger version of the character since Ben Affleck is already forty five, but at the same time, there's a, another another possibility which has me super excited. And that is, apparently, John Hamm, yes, John Hamm, wants to steal the role from Ben Affleck. Um, according to Radar Online, a close source to, pro uh, to the production of Matt Reeves' solo Batman movie, um, Hamm is trying whatever he can to take over Affleck's role. Uh, John's uh, gunning hard for the role, the source claimed. So, I'm I'm completely okay with this. I think John Hamm was born to play Bruce Wayne, especially I I loved him on Mad Men and even on Mad Men I was like, man, he looks like Bruce Wayne. It's almost like Bruce Wayne is drawn to look like John Hamm. Um, yeah, I I'm so excited for this. This would be the best news of the day. Honestly, if this turns out to happen, that day would be like, fuck yes. Fuck yes. Especially considering reports were coming out that Matt Reeves wanted Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, no thank you. Uh, no. Which would be kind of funny, especially considering Batman dated Jake Gyllenhaal's sister in The Dark Knight. So that'd be kind of funny. In a weird way, Batman... Jake Gyllenhaal would have dated his sister in a weird, weird way, if you want to connect things like that. Which I'm uh, I'm all for. That's funny. Uh, that's weird. Okay. I told you, I don't know how this episode's going to be. Um, I'm going to post it, just because I made you all a promise. Uh, yeah. I really wish I had somebody to talk to. We'll see. Maybe I'll start getting in the routine of doing these. If I don't have anybody on, I'll just go over the week's news. That sounds like a plan. Sounds like a good plan if they turn out well. We will see how well this turns out. Um, on other DC news, we do have our first look at Jason Momoa in Aquaman. It's just him probably on a submarine, not sure, but he's shirtless and tattooed, looking like Aquaman like he did in, in Justice League. Uh, it's steamy and dark, and he's wet. What more could a woman want? <laughs> Honestly. Like, I don't know what else to say about that. There's not really... There's not really else going on. Um, apparently this is an origin film, though, so it does take place before Justice League. At least partially. Maybe it starts off taking place before, and then it goes to after. I don't know what this is going to be. Um. Anyways, Aqu go check out that photo, especially if you want to see some, some, uh, Jason Momoa in action there. Go for it. Um. Make it your wallpaper if you're into that. 
Anyways, Aquaman hits theaters on December 21st, 2018. So we have over a year before the next DCEU film. Um, anyways, uh, on to some Marvel news here. We do have a start date for Captain Marvel. It's going to start production on January 22nd. So that's exciting. Marvel's first solo female superhero. Only took a decade when DC did it on their third third movie, fourth movie. They did it on their fourth movie, whatever. Don't judge me. Um, but that's not even the exciting thing. Um, reports are coming out that the Disney 21st Century Fox buyout is really close to happening. Um, and Kevin Feige is... Uh, eager to get his hands on the X-Men universe. Apparently he already has a game plan in mind for this to happen. So that's awesome. Can't wait. I It'll be amazing if this comes true. It really would. Let's see. Why can't I pull up that quote? Um, anyways, uh, Fox does have a handful of projects already in motion. So before the X-Men could join the Marvel Universe, they do have Deadpool, New Mutants, Dark Phoenix, Gambit, X-Force, and Multiple Man all in various stages of production. So that could delay things quite a bit. Um, it's not like they'll just instantly be part of the MCU. It'll be a slow introduction. I could see them starting to lay plans. Some of these maybe they'll even they'll be able to uh put into it somehow. Deadpool could be very easily just inserted into the MCU. There's nothing in there and it was a fresh take on the X-Men. Uh, the X-Men that we saw had not been established by other X-Men continuity, especially like the Colossus, completely standalone from the other Colossus. And it does look like the final battle in the first Deadpool took place on a helicarrier. So I could see it working, but at the same time, don't expect them to, to join anytime soon. Um, and if they do, it'll probably be all completely recast. Um, there were a couple really funny, uh, Twitter exchanges. Um, Ryan Reynolds, uh, for sure, kind of stole the, stole the spotlight. He tweeted, as Deadpool, time to uncork that explosive sexual tension between Deadpool and Mickey Mouse. So, it's nice seeing the stars having some fun with this. And maybe that even just gains momentum for this deal actually being a solid thing. Um, Chris Evans also joked about it. Uh, he tweeted... Uh, stuff isn't loading, sorry. Um, so, who do, I talk, who do I talk to about a Cap Human Torch buddy comedy spinoff? I'm thinking planes, trains, and automobiles meet parent trap uh said evans on his twitter which would be odd it would be funny especially if you got chris evans to play both roles which we know wouldn't happen but 
It's funny. That's what he was getting at. Um, so that's exciting. I can't wait for that deal to happen. I, I would cry to see the Fantastic Four uh, in the MCU. And I actually called it. If you go back and listen to our Spider-Man Homecoming episode, when they sell Stark Tower, Avengers Tower, and it's left left empty, I say all they would have to do is say that that building was bought by the Baxter Corporation, and bam, you have the Fantastic Four in the middle of New York City. I would be happier than a than anything. I can't wait. But speaking about Fox, um, the first photos from the Dark Phoenix came out. Uh, Entertainment Weekly posted quite a few uh, photos uh, featuring Sophia Turner as the Dark Phoenix. Her look is incredible. I much prefer this over Ivan Ooze. I mean, Apocalypse. Um, or Goth Phoenix. Not Dark. Goth Phoenix from X3. Um, Sophia looks gorgeous. And, you know, they're actually embracing some stuff. So, for the first time in any X-Men movie, we actually have some uh, shots in space. Which, if you know the comics, you know that the Phoenix Force comes from space. So, there we go. Um, we have photos of Mystique that came out. And she's starting to look uh, a bit more mystique -y. I know that's a weird way to say that. But, uh, she does. Okay, I, sorry. I can't can't say it anything else. Um, she looks more like her comic book counterpart, Mystique. So she has the blue, but she has, like, dark black scales on her face. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm sure... I'm sure you'll... If you look at the picture, you'll be like, oh, I get what he's saying. Um, pull these up on entertainmentweekly.com. They also have shots of a funeral, which feature... Uh, a handful of the X-Men in there, including Professor X, Nightcrawler, and Scott. And Storm. I'm not sure who's, uh, whose funeral they're at, but that's definitely what it looks like. And we have another picture of the director with uh, director Simon Kinberg with Michael Fassbender's Magneto. One complaint that I do have about this is this movie takes place in the 90s. So you had X-Men First Class in the 60s, Dates of Future Past 70s, Apocalypse in the 80s, and supposedly this is now in the 90s. Fastbender looks like he's only about 10 years older than what he was in First Class because that's not... It's been, what, eight years? And they don't make him look older. He's not looking like Ian McKellen yet. And that's what this should be. I don't understand that. It confuses me. Um, unless they just write off as it doesn't matter, which given the X-Men movies, they've always had a loose continuity and things have never quite made sense. So there you have it. Um, check out the uh, photos though. I'm looking forward to the movie, uh, especially for Sophia Turner because she looks gorgeous in these photos from X-Men. Um, but speaking of Sophia Turner, she also confirmed that Game of Thrones Season 8, the final season, will not return until 2019. 
Um, as reported previously, uh, Game of Thrones will feature giant-sized episodes previously confirmed to each be feature links. So that's exciting. Um, it, it does suck that our worst fears were confirmed, uh, that it won't be back until 2019. But uh, Sophia Turner did have a quote that this season will be a passionate fight for her character more than a political one. Uh, a manipulative kind of fight. So something to leave you guys on with that. Also, some random news here to finish things off. So it looks like we're going to be at about a half hour. Uh, Thor director... Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to th toss it apart. This is awful. Uh, Taika Wahiti uh, has reportedly uh, been asked to do a Star Wars film. Informally offered a Star Wars movie by Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy. Uh, she said that she would love him to direct a Star Wars movie. I think he has the right sensibility. I was very excited to see him step up into the Marvel Universe and do such an amazing job with Thor. So, awesome. Cool. It would have my money. Um, but, but, uh, it, she might not be aware that Wahidi previously preemptively joked about turning down the job following the announcement that Colin Trevorrow would no longer be directing episode 9. Um, he stated, that particular franchise seems really hard. Uh, he shared the prospect to uh, the New York Times, there's not much room for someone like me, which could be a response to uh, what just recently happened with Han Solo, with the directors Lord and Miller uh, being fired and replaced by Ron Howard. And that's my concern as well. Uh, Wahidi really has a particular voice. And Star Wars, so far, hasn't really allowed anyone to have their own voice in the franchise. You hire directors like Lord and Miller and... You're upset that it's an improv comedy? I, I don't understand that. You don't hire filmmakers of that variety and then not let them do their job. But who knows? Maybe maybe Han Solo would have been the first bad movie. But Lord and Miller had a great track record. Both of the Jump Streets were great. The Lego movie was great. I was looking forward to their Han Solo. And don't get me wrong, I'm still going to go see it with Ron Howard. So, I guess that doesn't matter. Um, let's see here. Alright, a couple things that, hey, we don't want. So, Deep Blue Sea 2 gets an R rating and is premiering in 2018. Um... Deep Blue Sea is coming to the Sci-Fi Channel next year and reportedly has been rated R for creature violence, gore, and language. Um, according to the Sci-Fi Channel, the plot kicks off with a shark cons 
conservationists, your conservationist, Dr. Misty Cullum, invited to consult on a top secret project ran by pharmaceutical billionaire Carl Durant. Um, she is shocked to learn that the company is using the un unpredictable and highly aggressive bull sharks as test subjects. You can probably guess where it goes next, and Water Brother teases some personality from the sharks that will be menacing these hapless humans. Um, so, the first one came out back in 1999. And they're saying this is a true sequel. Uh, we wanted to keep up to the spirit of Deep Blue Sea and why people love it. Do people love it, though? Do they? Do they? Honestly, I don't, I don't understand. This movie doesn't need to be made. Like, for real. This doesn't need to happen. This isn't the first time that one of these has been made. They tried to do it back in, uh... 2009 and that didn't happen anyways uh yeah no thank you no i'm good no thanks already got one oh i stole that sorry did not mean to do that also last but not least is something that i have zero interest in i say that but i'll go see it um quentin tarantino's star trek Apparently, a writer, Quentin Tarantino, has apparently pitched a Star Trek idea to J.J. Uh, Abrams and Paramount. Uh, the director then met with a writer's room containing a handful of, uh, handful of pretty solid writers. Um, yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. Um... If reports are correct, then Tarantino is requiring his Star Trek project to be R-rated, and Paramount has agreed to the condition. I don't think that needs to... I don't think that needs to be a thing. I, I don't... You don't need Star Trek to be rated R. You don't. It shouldn't be. But apparently it's important to Tarantino... Uh, to make it that way. It just seems like that goes against Star Trek. It, it doesn't, it doesn't do anything for me. I'll go, I'll go see it because it's kind of fascinating. But I don't want that. I don't, I don't want, like, I don't want my Star Trek characters cussing and killing and, that's not Star Trek to me. I mean, yeah, sure, Tarantino could definitely write the, the dialogue and have characters sit around talking, that's definitely Tarantino and that's Star Trek. But come on. Don't don't make it rated R. Do we need it to be rated R? What constitutes any Star Trek property being rated R? I don't think Gene Roddenberry would enjoy that at all. I really don't. I don't think that. Roddenberry wouldn't be able to do that. Or wouldn't let that happen, I should say. Anyways, um, that's all I've got today. So I know I covered a lot of topics, and probably not all that well. 
Um, yeah. So, let me know what you guys think of this mess. Because I'm not going to miss a week. So, I apologize. Um, if it's not enjoyable. Uh, I mean, I was legitimately just reading things off of my computer. So... You can do this yourselves, or you can listen to me just ramble for about 40 minutes. But now I'm going to stop and let you guys go about your way. And I will talk to you next week, not by myself, with other people about Star Trek The Last Jedi. Alright guys, have a good one. Peace. Hey listeners, this is Micus, creator of the kind of epic theme song, Zombie Kids. If you're interested in finding out more about my music, you can check me out at micusmusic.com. Also, I am on iTunes, Facebook, and SoundCloud. You can look me up as Micus Music, and that's M-I-K-U-S, and you know the rest. Alright, peace out everyone. Keep listening.